Good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here and just excited to have two wonderful public servants, uh, a, a married uh, couple with in public service, Sean and Don Fry. Does it matter whose name I say first? Don and Sean, Sean and Don, does it matter? does not matter. Okay. Probably yeah. Don Fry first. Yeah, I, I would say so. So yeah. Don yeah. and Sean Fry are with me this morning in studio and both of them serve, have been serving in different capacities for years and we'll get into that because uh, you actually helped my hometown of Baxter and, and I've known that for a long time, Sean. So um, Don is a school board member. I and am. You started in what year? 2012. 2012. 12 and I had Kim and Lynn on a couple weeks ago and it's good to have you on and get some perspective from you and judge I'm gonna call you judge only one time but right here in the show judge and judge fry Sean and you you were appointed judge last year correct uh yes back on September the 28th yep. uh, so I've been judge now for a couple of months yeah we're going to talk about how it's going and, and everything but great to have public servants in in here with me and just talking about um the value of, of good public service so I, I do want the background, and, and I, I do want to start with, how long have y'all been married? 30 years. 30 years. Mm-hmm. Y'all got married at 10, yes. huh? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. exactly Dawn right. Dawn was 10. That's right. <laughs> Both parents signed off older. older. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow. Well, congratulations Thank on 30 you. years of marriage. It's it's good to see couples uh, longevity, right? That's so, right. That's yeah. right. Thank you. Uh, and y'all are business owners. Yes. And together, right? Well, we are. Well, we were, were, were but now that he's judge. Yeah. You know, he's out. But you were, and you still maintain a marriage of 30 years. That's I think, correct. I think that's fabulous. That's correct. I imagine that if I got into my wife's business, we would not, she'd probably tell me to mind my own business, and we would be, you know, go on. But that's wonderful. So you're both attorneys, right? That's that, correct. That's correct. When did y'all start in the legal side, attorney side of things? Oh, gosh. I got out in uh, 96. Uh, you graduated. 99. 99. Where'd y'all go to law school? Uh, National School of Law. Uh, both of us went to law school. I started uh, my first year, and Don, uh, my last year and Don's first year overlapped. So okay. we were really poor that year. Yeah, um, that's right. And stressed yeah. that year. But one of us was in law school for the first uh, seven years of our marriage. Wow. Okay. So um, how did that work? How did that go? Was that, I mean, just sacrifice, right? Exactly. Yeah, one studying and the other's got to take care of everything else. And other, you know, yeah. yeah, because when it was his time to study for the bar, I, um, I, I was working and and he did not work and studied for the bar. And then when it's my turn to take the bar, you know, I quit my job. I studied and he was working. So, but we didn't have kids then either. So that's my next that, question. Yeah. Yeah. That made it, that would have made it a whole lot tougher, but no, no kids until after, after law school. Did y'all both go to Tennessee Tech? Undergrad? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, that's where we met out at Tennessee Tech. Really? Yeah, yeah we met it out at Tennessee Tech. I uh, knew her a little bit, and I saw her passing by one day, uh, and I was wanting to ask her out, and I, there was a crowd, and I didn't get the opportunity, and, you know, and we kind of, she kind of thought, well, he wanted to say something, and we really didn't get to talk, and so she called me back later, and, and uh, that's when, when I asked her out, and we started dating when we were at Tech. Good deal. Yeah, I think that's a that's a cool story. So I'm curious, did y'all graduate same time from Tennessee Tech? Was there? No, I graduated in '93. I graduated in December of '91. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So did you know Don that you wanted to be an attorney, or did he inspire you to go that route because he was already doing that? No, he inspired me to go that route because my undergraduate degree, believe it or not, is actually in fashion merchandising. Really? Yes. Okay. And after I graduated, I started you know, applying to these places in Atlanta. And I thought, you know, I, I don't know if I want to move, you know, to Georgia. And 
I had taken a couple of law classes as electives, and I really enjoyed them. So I was saying to him, maybe I'll be a paralegal. Maybe I'll you know, do something in the law. And he said, well, if you're going to do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. Do it all the way. So I said, okay. So I went to law school. Nice. Yeah. National School of Law is a great school, by the way. I'm not, I'm not an attorney. I'm an accountant. But I have a lot of friends and a lot of people in county government. You know, there's a lot of clerks of court across the state that are attorneys. And several of them have went to National School of Law. And I think that's pretty cool how they interlink the two with uh, being an attorney and also serving the courts. But um, I always was curious about being an attorney. I just didn't want to go through the school part of it. So. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot with a big test at the end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And with so, everything on the line. So y'all, so y'all became, once y'all both were attorneys, did y'all, what did you were first, Sean, what yes. did you do once you graduated law school? Uh, I got a job. I interned at the district attorney's office okay. and luckily I got a job there right out of law school. And uh, I was an assistant DA and, and really enjoyed it. Um, it. It was what I had done as an intern and and what I wanted to do. And it just so happened that an opening came at the exact time that I was studying for the bar exam. Um, Steve Qualls, Judge Qualls, Mm -hmm. and I went to law school together and we were actually living in Knoxville studying for the bar. Uh, We would live down there during the week studying for the bar before the internet days. And uh, I got a phone call offering me the job and I really enjoyed my time there. Wow. Don, what about you? When you graduated, did you go straight into to be in the law practice? I did, because at that time, he had already gone into private practice. Okay. So he he and Steve Qualls had then uh, gone into practice, and I just joined them. Yep. So, yeah. So a little fun fact for y'all both, because I know there's no way you remember this, because y'all have a million people come through your office. My first home, actually land loan, was closed at your office in 2005 or six. I don't even remember now. We did loan closings when we referred. Yes. And And I believe you were in there. I don't think Sean you were there but I believe you were in there because I brought my daddy I was 25 I think it was 2005 I was 25 and didn't had never done this before and, and just knew I wanted to buy land where I grew up and some land came free and a neighbor unfortunately our neighbor passed away and his kids did not want to keep it they wanted to sell and they called me first and I bought it and I went yeah we everything happened well, there, there you so, go well, that it's was probably when we were Qualls, Fry, and Dunaway. And, it was. Um, yeah. Qualls I still got the papers. The, yeah. yeah, Steve Qualls now the Sessions judge, yep. Bryant Dunaway the district attorney, and now I'm the criminal court sure judge. Sure was. Yep. So, I, yeah, I knew y'all probably didn't rem- Of course, I wouldn't expect you to remember, but I knew y'all probably didn't know that. But that's where my first land purchase was closed at, was there. So what was intriguing about – you were you were at the DA's office, Sean, for a few years. What was intriguing about leaving there and going into private practice? Well, I knew at some point in time I wanted to go into private practice, and and Steve Qualls and I that we went to law school together, and we'd always talked about starting a practice together. And uh, there was election time in 1998. I kind of thought my boss probably wasn't going to get reelected, and I better have a plan B. And uh, my boss got up reelected, but then I'd already been thinking about it, and I'd talked to Dawn about it because we would start a practice together. I knew she would be just a couple of years behind me. So we got together with uh, Steve Qualls, and we decided to open our practice together. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, I, I'm assuming the DA experience probably helped you, right, mm-hmm. with opening your own business and going in the private side? I'm oh, yeah. Like the foundation? I, you know, back and and that time, at that back at the DA's office, you really tried a lot of cases. Right. And um, to get in and try cases uh, gave me a, a lot of experience. I, I tried more cases in my time at the DA's office than I did at 25 years into private practice. You just tried a lot of cases. But yeah. it was a great way 
to get a lot of experience. And that's what a lot of prosecutors do. They get in there, get that experience, and then um, you know, ultimately go into practice for themselves. What part of private practice, Don, did you like the most? What kind of areas of law did you like working on the most? Do you have a favorite? I, I do. And right now I do adoptions. Okay. And I enjoy conservatorships. And then I do a lot just trying to help our disability community. Sean and I, of course, we have twins. They're mm-hmm. 21, uh, boy-girl twins, uh, Sydney and Austin, and our son has autism. So I like being able to help you know, other families that are in the same situation that we have um, with conservatorships or whatever it may be, uh, school system-wise. So that's that's what I enjoy the most. I gotta, I'm got i going to get to you in a second, but I have to ask this. I, and I know you had twins, but so we, uh, we have some really good friends that had twins back in September, twin mm-hmm. boys. How in the world, two attorneys in a business together with newborn twins, how did y'all do it? What what was the secret? Um, I don't don't, know. I don't know. Mere survival is all it was. I mean, well, I didn't and I didn't I didn't work for like the first year that they were born. And there when they were really babies, you know, in the first three months or so, Sean would go to work and I'd be in my pajamas and he would come home and I was still in my pajamas and people were crying. I was crying. I mean, it was rough there for a while. And I had my mom, you know, who would come and help, you know, when I, when I needed it. So it just survival is all it was. I don't know that there is a secret. (laughs) Well, and you know, one thing, Ben, one thing with her is that she gets out of law school. She's just getting going in practice, and we decide, hey, you know, it's time for us to have children. Let's have one. Right. And then life throws you a curveball, and you have two. Yeah. And, um, you know, it threw Donna curveball. It did. I mean, she's just getting into practicing, and now we have twins, and what are we going to do? And she had to, to give that up. Yeah. You know, uh, it, was, it was a sacrifice time, right. quite honestly. Um, and, you know, hey – Children are wonderful. We love our kids. But let me tell you what, that first six months was just hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it was hard. It was hard. Probably not a lot of sleep, I'm assuming. No. Because they don't sleep on the same pattern. No. Right? And, <laughs> it, and it takes it took both of us to do a feeding. Yep. So it's not like, you know, you sleep and I'll take this yep. feeding and we'll switch out. We both had to get up to feed them. So, yes, hard. But look, 21 years later. Here we are. Happy as you can be. That's right. Wonderful kids. That's right. Uh, and, and so you... Your son has autism. Mm-hmm. Your daughter, is she, is she in college? She see? is. She's a senior at UT in Knoxville. She's going to graduate with a psychology. So she didn't want to follow parents' footsteps and go to tech. Huh? No, she wants no. to be a mental health counselor. Nothing wrong with UT. I work for UT. UT's a great school. It, it is a great um, school, and she's she's going to do great. That That's her calling. She's that's good. I know you're both proud of your kids, and I see that on social media. That's really the reason I knew that. And I love, you know, social media, people, it gets a bad rap, right? But the good side of it is seeing good things like what, you know, you all post and what good people are posting. The bad stuff, I just just scroll right scroll through. Scroll through, or I block them one. Yes. I don't like to hear all that. I don't either. Bad jump. Life's too short for all that. That's right. Um, so, and so what was your favorite part of private practice, Sean, when you, when you started? Or even when you left just a few months ago, what's your favorite area? You know, I think the favorite area that I have is just trying to help people, quite mm-hmm. honestly. You know, people don't understand the the legal system, and they're scared of it uh, because they don't understand it. It's scary, and trying to help them through that. And, you know, we did lots of loan closings. We've done lots of wills. I, I can't tell you how many wills I've signed for people where they're in front of me, and I, I know they are dying. They don't have much longer left. That's why they're there, to hurry up and sign a will. And you try to help those people um, at those times. And then, you know, on the uh, criminal side of things, I did criminal defense work. And, uh, you know, 
there is a there's a good uh, positive aspect and there is of course a negative aspect but you know lots of times people will make a mistake they're not a bad person they had a bad night and um you know they just need to navigate that legal system there are other people that you know there's you just can't help Uh, lots of people with uh, alcohol and drug addiction Mm -hmm. issues and i'm telling you what i've I've had some really good success with individuals getting them into treatment, getting them to turn themselves uh, their lives around, and to be positive, good people. Um, there'll be people listening to your broadcast today that uh, this morning that will be saying, "Hey, that was me," right. because I, I helped them through that time. I um, I can't give names, but I know of people in the community. They're going to be listening to your broadcast who are going to say, "He's talking about me." Well, and and I want to talk. We're at a break, but I want to talk a little bit more about that because what. What happens to people after when they fall down, how they get back up and how long they stay up is what's important. So Ben Rogers here on Local Matters with Sean and Don Fry, Don and Sean Fry. I'm sorry, Don. I should it's quite all right. It. I'll forgive you this one. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. Just a moment. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers with Don and Sean Fry. Don is the school board, one of the school board members here in Putnam County. Sean is a recently appointed judge uh, in, in a district, and we I didn't even say what area you covered, and we'll get to that. Uh, but it's more than Putnam County. But we've been talking about your careers and your journey. You, you all were both you're, well, Don. You're still in private practice. Mm-hmm. Sean, you've had to navigate towards the the you know being the judge. But we were talking about y'all's passions, and and you said something, Sean, before we we went to break. A lot of people, criminal defense that you represented, made one mistake, right? You know, it's oh yeah, they had a bad evening, made a bad mistake. They're not a bad person. Now they made a bad mistake that, and there is a price to be paid for that. But they're they're not a bad person. Yeah, and, and I think if you look at populations of inmates across the state of Tennessee and really anywhere, there are a lot of folks that are in jail for making that bad mistake or making a couple mistakes. There are neighbors, there are friends, their family. And we and and what what I don't like, and I've talked about this before, is how we just ignore. If they're in jail, they need to be in jail, and and they never need to come out. Well, there's a you know some people that are, are probably that way, right? We can't help. They're just mentally something strong wrong with them mentally, and they'll never be able to function in society. And they want to commit crimes against people often, and we, we don't know if we can help them besides pray for them. We can always pray for them. Then there's those people like you're talking about, maybe one time, or maybe they just have a drug addiction. And so I had spoken, or I I talk about this too on the show, but I'd done a project on evidence-based programming for inmates that continue to get out, but then they go out and get arrested for something, or maybe they've got an outstanding fine they can't pay because they haven't had a job in a while. 
And I'll talk about evidence-based programming, and I'd love to see that take off here, especially when we get the addition built in Putnam County of how we can do training programs. Have you had any experience with that, Sean, with the alternative programming with for people that's been in and out of jail? Oh, yeah. You know, as uh, in the defense world, that's what you're always looking for is if it wasn't for drugs or alcohol, we wouldn't need a judicial system, really. I mean, you can even, you know, misdemeanor thefts that are not a drug or alcohol charge, you can trace it back to drugs or alcohol and trying to find some sort of alternative treatment, an alternative to jail. Uh, listen, that, that jail's expensive, mm-hmm. and to house inmates is expensive. And there is uh, a, another way of doing things for the appropriate person. You know, the um, I've always thought a, a jail or a prison is needed, unfortunately, because uh, we need safety from those people, and those people who are violent offenders need to be in jail. Right. And I want them in jail. Right. And those individuals that are a danger to, um, you know, my kids driving on the roads out there, or myself or my wife, they need to be off the roads. Maybe they need to be in jail. But there's a, a, a big jail population or a big criminal justice population that they've got an alcohol or drug treatment problem. And if you can help them with their alcohol or drug treatment, they won't violate the law. Um, you know, it's their alcohol or their drug problem that's bringing them into the system. And if you can break that, then you get them out of the system where they're not costing the taxpayers money and you turn them into a productive person. You know, uh, I've sought uh, other challenges. Dave Rowland's got a great program at the Next Step program he's doing. They're just doing God's work down there. Sure. Uh, Teen Challenge is an awesome program that I've had some people go through that breaks that cycle. Um, I think a faith-based, religious-based, Christian-based treatment system because you've got a, you know, they've got a little bit of a hole in their heart and you've got to fill it with something. And, um, you know, those types of things are things I'm really looking forward to trying to do as judges. We've got to find some some alternatives like that that keep people out of the jail that saves the taxpayers money. Well, you just answered my next question, and I don't want to put pressure on you, but have, how much have you thought about that being judged now? And you just said we, you, you're trying to find ways. And I think that's part of being in public services. Yeah, you were appointed in your case right now, and we'll talk about the camp or the, the election later on, but you were appointed in this case, and, and Don, you were elected a school board member. It's more than just getting elected and getting there. It's what are you going to do now, right? That's right. That's exactly right. So and so I appreciate your thoughts on what can we do to help that because it's it's a problem. It's a problem everywhere, but it's really a problem in Putnam County. You know, 80%, 90% of the people that are in the jail keep getting out and going back in. So maybe that we can work together and, and change that. So let's move from then to now. And, and Don, I'll start with you. Okay. You started in 2012 as a school board member. What was the what was the reasoning? What was the passion about saying, hey, I want to serve as a school board member in Putnam County? Well, we have, of course, we have the twins. And so I have a typical child and I have a special needs child. And I, I was just talking about, you know, the school system. And when you have a special needs child, you learn this whole other body of law, you know, about for SPED students that you didn't even know existed, um, the IDEA. And as I was talking, Sean said, you know, you should run for school board. And I said, no, I should, no, I'm not going to do that. And it was either that day or the next day, the headline in the paper was that school board elections were coming up and now was the time to put in. And I thought, okay, wait, that that's not a coincidence. Our pastor would say that's a godsidence. Right. So I said, okay, maybe I should look into that. And at the time, uh, our children were at Cane Creek Elementary, and we live in a different district, and they were at Cane Creek because of the SPED program for Austin. But I said, I will check, and if school board district one includes Cane Creek Elementary, that's my sign, and it did. So I said, okay, 
I, I'm running. There you go. So that so is, that, is that the part of the county you serve? Yes, I, I serve, you know, one in six, but I'm school board one, but I serve county commission district one right. in six. Yeah. 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 So again, six school board members. Um, and we'll just talk about it now. You, you're up this year, right? I am. For I'm up re-election. for re-election. Are you running? I am running. Okay. okay. And I'm running on a post. There you so go. you're stuck with me yeah. for another four years. <laughs> well, I don't look at it that way. I'm actually, as a county commissioner, thankful for you and the others. Uh, I said this a few weeks ago. We really... Had, we've had some hurdles as two bodies, right? Two legislative bodies, mm-hmm. school board commission to get through. And I take full responsibility on some of it. I mean, I, I voted for the school and in and, and Parkview and, and some other things. And I'm not point blaming anybody that didn't, the full thing didn't sure. go through. And, and I hate that it didn't, but that's it's over with and we got to move on and still work together. But I'm thankful for y'all's grace that you still want to work with us because we have to work together to make it work. And we have for, ever since I've been in 14, I feel like we've worked wonderful together. I agree. It's, and when I started in 2012, I, you know, the past experiences between the two bodies had not been good. So it was not, there was not a good relationship, but I really feel like we've, we've built that and it, it is very good right now. It was kind of polarizing in a way, when, it was. When, especially when you started in 12. And when I got in in 14, it, it was just some of the commissioners that were there uh, were like, Oh, there's no way we'll ever be able to work with them. I'm like, well, we need to try. Let's try to work with them. Let's let's bring a new perspective to how two legislative bodies in the county work together and figure out some ideas of moving forward. And we really laid the, found, the foundation by having a couple meetings together a year, a spring meeting and then a fall meeting or, you know, a, a, a overview in the spring and then come back in the summer for budget stuff. And that really, even though it's a public meeting, it was open to the public, and some people are like, let's just meet in private because we really want to talk about some things. We're like, well, we can't do that. It's against the law. So right. You might as well just lay it out there now. Right. Don't point blaming anybody. Just talk about, you know, hey, what's your concern? And, you know, I think we've had some productive meetings that laid that foundation. So I agree. I totally agree. I'm thankful for that. So I'm, I'm with uh, Don and Sean Fry here on Local Matters. we got some more things to talk about. Sean, we're going to get to your journey as judge uh, when we come back. And, and what you you said Sean prompted you to run for school board, so I'm going to ask when we come back, did she say, hey, Sean, you need to put your name in the hat to be appointed as judge? Here on Local Matters, this is Ben Rogers. We'll be back in a moment after this break. Welcome back to Local Matters. Ben Rogers here in with Don and Sean Fry, school board member. Uh, Don serves in the uh, first and sixth commission districts for Putnam County. And then Sean Fry is now an appointed judge uh, for the district in this area, and we're going to get into that now. Sean, I'm just curious to know, you've been an attorney for how long again? I don't want to age you, but, you know, 20-something uh, years, 20, right? Yeah, 27 years now. 27 years. And so, you know, this this um, appointee for a judge comes open. It, it's a needed position, right? And do you want to talk about how that happened and, and what, what, why was there a need to appoint a judge here? Well, the, our population is growing, and uh, for the state judges, we serve a district of seven seven counties. Uh, you know, Putnam County is the kind of the hub, but uh, you know, to the north, it's Clay, Pickett, Overton, Putnam, Cumberland is a very big county, White and DeKalb to the south. So we have seven counties that we have to run to, and there were two criminal court judges, and based on case numbers, they needed a third third judge. So uh, the legislature created a third spot. The governor picked that spot. I got to interview with the governor. Was was uh, really a, I really enjoyed that process, sending down, having a one-on-one with the governor of the state of Tennessee. Um, I, when I walked out, I said, if I don't get picked, this was worth it. Right. Uh, and uh, But we, we serve seven counties in this district, and that's why we needed another judge. Yeah, so um, me being in government, and when I heard the news, the, this judge, this new position for criminal court was going to come open, I'm like, this is interesting. First time I've ever seen this in county government, because 
like you, excuse me, like you said, you serve seven counties. Well, I, I have thirteen, so I've got six more in the area that you don't serve. Mm-hmm. But it's never happened in those six either, right? So this is the first time I, I'm sitting back and just watching. I'm like, okay, then this is intriguing to me. So the the legislature makes the decision. What pushed you to put your name in the hat to be selected criminal court judge? Well, I, I think I was at a time in my career. The kids were older, and um, you know, my, our kids are grown now. And uh, there was a, we had a re- judge retire a few years ago, and um, you know, there was an appointment process then, and I did not apply. I didn't want to because it just wasn't the right time in my life. Um, our kids are grown now, and Don and I talked about it. You know, we're law partners together and have been forever, and we're running this business together. And uh, you know, the thought of applying for it, you know, I I couldn't have I couldn't have wouldn't have done it without her support. So we talked about it. Uh, prayed about it, and I decided to submit my name. Just like that? Just like that. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, the other aspect about things is, you know, being a prosecutor, being a defense attorney, I I get frustrated with the system lots of times. And there are things that I see that I think to myself, man, we could do that better if we would just do it better. Um, You know, if I ran my business, sometimes like the government runs his business, I would have been out of business a long time ago. Um, you know, efficiency is just, you know, in private practice, being efficient is key. Owning your own private, your own business efficiency is key. Well, that's sometimes difficult in government. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to make some changes. I'm looking forward to some things that I'm I'm anticipating changing. Yeah. And so uh, and it's kind of like you know, there's three of you now, criminal court judges, but there's also general sessions and circuit judges here. And y'all are all really a team, right? I mean, you try to work together as best you can. Yeah, we're all a team. And, you know, the one great thing is, um, you know, there's kind of been a new generation of that. Judge Qualls and Judge Randolph, the two sessions judges here. Uh, you know, I'm great friends with Judge Qualls. We went to law school together. Don went to law school with Judge uh, Randolph. Uh, judge Bray and McKenzie, the other two criminal court judges. I mean, we're all about the same age, and uh, we get along great, and we work together as a team. You have to work together as a team. And there have been times that there's been egos involved, and it's not been a a team environment. But that's not the case right now. We're a team. Yeah, and so some of the thoughts you had, you know, when you're pondering and praying, as you said, which is huge for me, too, is before I make a decision, and you got goals, right? I mean – before you apply for a job, you already have goals about what you want to do. Before you ran your and won your election, uh, Don, for a school board, you had goals in your mind. So have you shared those goals with the other judges to say, hey, I would like to see this, and what's what's been the response if you have? Oh, yeah, we've been talking about it a lot together. You know, we I just got through picking a grand jury and jury pools uh, here in Putnam County on Monday. And, uh, you know, we, we – the parking situation with the justice system is center is terrible, and – we are talking about maybe picking those jury pools at some other location that is better for the public for parking and being able to get in um, the building. You know, maybe we can do that someplace else. Uh, we have ju- two jury trials set on January the 30th right now. And it for the first time ever, we're going to try two on the same day. You know, in the past, you would double book jury trials. If one of them went, the other ones had to get bumped. Well, now we can try two at the same time. Of course, it takes two jury pools, two court reporters. The clerk's office staff gets split in half. But, um, you know, cooperating with Judge Bray and I are going to try those two cases together, and we're cooperating on that, and we're pushing it. We want this system to get moving. Um, cases get delayed and continue too much. We we are wanting to push these cases to trial. 
and get them done. Right. So you're, you're, in, you're I guess, almost four months you have completed now, right, as Judge. I'm curious to know, and for this is for both of y'all. So, Don, I'll give you time to think about it, and I'm going to put Judge on the spot. What's the difference from going from private practice to now being a judge? Well, I tell you the the difference, and I'm just getting a feel for it right now. I had to close out that private practice um, and get it closed up, and I, I have gotten that done now. And now I'm kind of focusing on, okay, so what are the changes we're going to make? Um, you know, like picking jury pools someplace else, setting two jury trials, doing them both. Those are the things that we're going to kind of try to implement right now. I'm still at the same office. I'm still sitting at the same desk across from Dawn at this moment. Uh, the state's having some difficulty getting me an office and locating one. Uh, but eventually that's going to happen, and then I will eventually have to move. And Dawn will run everything at the – she's been running everything at the office by herself now already for a couple of months. So that's – it's different. I, I think the real change is going to be when I have to get an office and I don't have her sitting across from me. We sit at a partner's desk where she sits across from me. And um, I, I'm going to miss that. That That is going to be hard to leave. But, um, you know, I know she's taking great, doing a great job at the office, taking care of things. She knows that I intend to make some changes in our system. And together we, we want to make a positive impact in our community. So, and I love that. Um, has the workload picked up for you, Don, since he's been judge? No, you know, um, as far as the criminal cases go, Brett Knight in our office has yep. has started taking over the Putnam County cases. So I've been I've been pretty much the same, but I I agree with him that again he's still in the office right now until he finds one, but that's going to be the hardest part is that he's always been right there across the desk. Yeah. So I'm going to miss him when he's gone. Yeah, and I I'm sure you will. I mean, naturally you will. So you you're in the private side as judge, whatever you do can't go in his, I'm assuming he can't That's go to his court, right? That's There's correct. a conflict there. That's right. Ethics and, and so have y'all talked about that? I mean, I guess it, the law is a law, and it's not really a big discussion, but, you know, it, it's part of it, right? If you're yeah, going to yeah. take this step to be judge, you have to separate yourself from your former yeah, That's correct. Business. And there's two other judges. So if there's anything that our office is involved in, the one of the other two judges can hear that. Yeah, and Dawn's never done criminal work. I, she doesn't yes. want to do that work. So there's no issue with her appearing in front of me at so any it time. should never happen anyway right that's correct. It's not happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um also curious to know what's the kids think you know <laughs> i don't know that they care <laughs> i don't know that they care either um you know sydney's in knoxville and um you know when she heard about it she came from my swearing in and luckily she was here for that and i kind of hurried it up to get that done but you know i'm still just dad yeah. um you know and uh, you know how kids are with their parents i think they sometimes wonder you're the judge and you're an elected school board member, you know, but we're just mom and dad at home. So, well, the, the office of a judge, criminal court, circuit, general sessions, it's an eight year term, right? You know, yes. that's what the Tennessee law says. And that last election was 2022, but this is a special circumstance where you were appointed. And so the next general election, that seat is, is, is up for, for, for the voters to vote on. And I'm, are you putting your name in the hat for for the judge for the same position you're in now for 2024? Yes, I've already qualified, and Don has as well. We will both be on the ballot in March in the Republican primary. Uh, neither one of us have opponents, yep. so um, you know, hopefully, if we at least vote for each other, uh, <laughs> then we will get elected. Uh, and then uh, 
I will not. I will be on a cycle then that won't come up for a reelection in two thousand thirty. Right. Yeah. So you'll be in six years basically mm-hmm. uh, at that point. And you know, there's been some talk in the legislature, and we won't dive into it because we don't have we don't have four hours to, on this topic. But there's been some talk about changing the election cycle. It's curious to see what happens. You know, session just started this week, so they're going to bring up. You know, does does the everybody need to be on the same cycle? How does that work? So we'll see what happens with all that. Um, any other goals right now, Judge, that you think about going forward specific that you can talk about and share with us? Or is it basically y'all still working on what you want to accomplish while you're in? Well, we're working on some things. The The big goal that we have is we want to speed up the system. Yeah. And um, listen, being in the defense side for so long, you know, it's a tactic to delay, delay, delay. And justice delayed is justice denied. And what we really want to do is speed up the system. Um, you know, I had a case where I set those two jury trials in January the 30th, and both attorneys said, well, which one are we trying first? I said, well, we're trying both of them. And mm-hmm. one of them turned white. And uh, a couple of days later, filed a motion to withdraw to get out because they didn't realize it was going to trial. I said, well, it's too late. You said it. It's set. We're right. moving it. Right. And, um, you know, sometimes that forces both sides to take a good look at their case, and the case settles, and that's fine. It's At least it's done. It's closed. Um, but if it's they don't come to an agreement, then we need to try it. Yep. And whatever the outcome is, it is. But our goal is to really move these cases and get this system moving. I love it. Any prediction for the, but the talk of snow that may be coming our way in a few days? Any, y'all got any prediction? Oh, I, I don't I don't know about a prediction, but I do hope it snows. <laughs> I mean, if it's going to be winter, let's get one good snow. Yeah, and I'm not going to ask you that. if schools are going to be closed next week, because that's just not hey, fair. I'm going right? to go ahead and predict they'll be closed on Monday. They, hey, that's a guarantee, right? That's a guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. But we'll see. Thank y'all both for being here. Thank you. Um, it's wonderful to be in front of both of you all. And, and Judge, you and I haven't really got to talk yet, and I hope we have some conversations going forward. And, of course, Don, you always know if you need me to text me or call me, I want to be able to help in any way I can. But uh, thank you all for being here. appreciate what you do for our county and for our, our area. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Folks, hope you enjoyed it like I have. This has been Local Matters with Ben Rogers. Remember, it's a lot easier to smile than it is to frown. Take care of your neighbors, your friends. Give somebody a hug. Don't be mean. Be kind. It's a lot easier. It's the right thing to do. Have a good weekend. We'll see you next week.